Welcome to this week's Monday meeting. Today is October 21st, 2019. Monday meetings are a chance for motion designers all over the world to connect and ask questions, share inspiration, or hear presentations and interact with industry leading artists on an equal playing field. Today, your host is me, Mark Cernodia. Today, we'll be discussing office spaces like uh, what you use for a desk, what you use for a chair, do you use scented candles, do you use diffuse fucking scent sticks or whatever they're called, uh, what makes them comfortable, all that good stuff. All right. Uh, questions. If you have a question, please use the raise your hand function to be called on. If you're unable to ask your question, type question in the chat so we can field them properly. This is essentially raising your hand. Uh, to actually raise your hand in the participants uh, button, there's a raise hand button, so click that. Uh, any comments or questions that seem to be spammy will be muted. As usual, this call will be recorded. If you have any concerns about something said on the call, let us know at the end and we will make sure to omit that in the final release. So, welcome, happy Monday. It is already almost through October, holy shit. It's, I feel like 2019 has like fucking flown by. So uh, crazy that we're already so far into October, but a few opening topics. Uh, NAB East just happened last week. Uh, Maxon did some streams of some presentations coming out of there. Um, I caught one that uh, Sakani Solomon did, and that was really rad. He showed some really cool stuff in his presentation, some cool techniques and whatnot. Uh, I'm sure those will get chopped up and then posted on uh, YouTube or uh, other platforms where they post their stuff. Um, I don't know if there was anything else that kind of came out of NAB East. Uh, I wasn't paying too much attention to it, but um, I don't know. I guess I would probably know if something big happened, but um, yeah. I, I kind of had it on the background occasionally, but not, I didn't really pay attention to it. Too much shit going on. Like you were yes. just saying, it's the end of the year and there's like this huge push, it seems like, from clients to actually get stuff done. Yes. Right now. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, let's see. GSG Grayscale Gorilla Plus, I believe, launched their Zach Corzine class. Corzine, 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 Zine. I'm going to say Zine, Zach's course. Um, and that is like procedural animation techniques or something like Liam <laughs> or something. Yeah. I mean, I bit the bullet to sign up for GSG plus just having talked to Chad personally. And then they just put out the new newsletter about what's coming for Houdini and Arnold and, um, a couple other things that they haven't actually announced yet, even in the newsletter that just came out. And I was like, this seems like, seems like it's going to end up being well worth it going into the end of the year and, and what they're planning for next year. Um, Zach's class is, I can tell you exactly what it's called. It is uh, procedural motion graphics for Cinema 40, I believe is the full name. Let me, um, I can just log in really quick and, and tell you, but I believe that is what it's called. Gee, Grayscale. All the little teaser videos and shit I've seen look pretty dope. 
Yeah, I mean, I am about halfway through the course because I was like, hell yeah, I want to just bust through this. It's going to be awesome. Um, it is Procedural Systems in Cinema 4D is the full there you course go. name. All right. Um, and I would say my experience with it so far has been it's a really high quality course. It's probably like one of the highest quality ones that I've seen GSG do in terms of just uh, content and pacing and execution of the video. On the flip side of that is that at this current point that I'm at in the course, it seems like it's a little bit on the beginner side too, which is like, you know, that's kind of grayscale gorillas thing as well mm -hmm. so i'm hoping like the rest of the course it gets a little bit more advanced with like how they're using fields the benefit to this though is just seeing like zach's workflow um like mm -hmm. his sketches beforehand it, like he posts all those you can get to see his sketches and his thought process and uh his style frames and how we thought about breaking down the projects and getting into it that's um, cool like the technical execution for it is just like Oh, that's that's surprising that it's as simple as it is. So, cool. Um, but yeah, overall, it seems cool, and I, I'm excited to see everything that's coming out in in the rest of the year. Nice. Um, cool. Well, thanks for that info. I'll have to check it out. Um, and then I guess the last little bit before we get into today's topic uh is a little shameless self-promotion for camp mograph i'll put the link in the chat but uh a local newspaper here in vermont it's kind of like the cool newspaper the hip one that comes out every week anyway they did a story about camp mograph and uh it was really well received i've had a lot of local people around here hitting me up saying like, oh, I didn't know this was even happening or oh, I didn't know you were involved. Oh shit, like I got to do it next year. So like, um, yeah. So it seems like it's the hype machines alive and well right there with that. So that's cool. Um, but anyway, let's just get into the fucking topic. So office spaces, what makes them comfortable? Chairs, desks, things you like to keep around uh i guess i will start real quick just to get this thing going i had a sit down desk for a long time with a uh, herman miller i believe it was the aaron chair i can't remember which one it was uh and it was great but i felt like a fucking slob all day from sitting and so i got rid of that i bought a stand-up desk from ikea it's one of the ones that has like the up and down oh oh i'm moving it up and down now uh it's pretty cool it has the uh, ability to go up and down although i never use that now it's set i just leave it there and i have a trusty stool here which is comfortable enough to sit on but also uncomfortable enough that I don't sit on it all day. So I stand quite a bit. Uh, I feel much better when I do that. And I also bought one of these little mat things that you like stand on. It's like this foam mat. I don't know, cause I've got a hardwood floor in here. Uh, I think they use them in kitchens or like people use them behind registers and stuff. Uh, anyway, 
I've been really happy with that. I like having the ability to sit and stand. Um, let's see, what else do I have? I've got a little fan here to keep some air movement going on my face if it gets too hot. Uh, and that's pretty much it. But um, I was hyped on the Herman Miller chair, but at the same time, I felt like I was just, I could never really get comfortable on it. So um, I ditched it and went to the, the standing thing and so far so good. So that's my little spiel. I don't know who else feels certain ways against, you know, like stand versus sit or vice versa or whatnot. So uh, anyone who wants to chime in, please do open it so up. I pretty much have the same history you do. Um, I have an Aaron chair that I got because that was what we had at Discovery Channel and I just like them. They seem to support, but we also had standing desks too. And so I stood a lot. And so that's, I pretty much have the same setup going here as I have an Ikea standing desk thing and then the Aaron chair, but I don't stand all day. I kind of switch it up because I've found that if I stand all day, like my front, what are they like hip flexors start to hurt. And if I sit all day, then like my back starts to hurt. And if I kind of mix it up a little bit, then it, it works itself out. Um, as far as like anything else, I mean, the rest is just like technical bullshit that on my desk, like speakers and like lights and my system and everything. So um, I have one of those mats too, but I, I don't have one of the flat ones. I have like, um, it's got like a nub in the middle and then it has like rounding edges so like you can stand on it and like stretch your calves a little bit and like kind of have different standing positions so that that helps a little bit um but yeah I, i'm kind of a sit stand hybrid yeah i've heard about those floor mats that have like the contours to them and they're supposed to be like better for you like you said it kind of moves you can stretch muscles and stuff like that on it but yeah. um i think what may be interesting because billy just posted a link in the chat mark do you are you a, a mouse or a tablet uh mouse mouse so I'm 100%. g g602 mouse type of guy <laughs> yeah so i'm 100 uh tablet now and billy you do like a vertical mouse, right? Like, do you, yeah, do you have your mic? Do you want to chat about that and why you switched to that? Because like, even with my pen now, I switched to that because I like the detail of it, but I'm starting to get a lot of wrist pain. So I've, I've been thinking about getting a vertical mouse. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> so I have a vertical mouse, which is called the Logitech MX Vertical. So it's pretty similar in build quality and like fit and finish as the MX Master, which I know a lot of people will recognize if they look it up. Um, so this mouse is like kind of egg shaped from the bottom. Um, but if you look at it straight on, like the way that you hold it, it's actually a bit more like this. And I apologize to anyone who's listening only to audio. Um, the point of a vertical mouse, instead of holding your hand like perpendicular, or no, it would be parallel with your desk. Um, a vertical mouse has you holding the mouse at like a 40 or 50 degree angle. And the reason for that is, is like if, if you don't have one of these mice, just imagine like you were holding um, like a cup 
and your, your right hand and look at the posture of your arm and wrist on your desk. And you'll see that the sort of angle of your arm is a whole lot more like upwards. And just in general, that's, it's helped me a lot with like um, pain specifically, like right along here in my wrist. And then also on like the top of my palm up here, just from like so much clicking throughout the day. Um, you know, I've played computer games for decades before I ever touched motion graphics. So even though, you know, I'm not, you know, very old, I've put a lot of mileage on my, my arm in terms of a, a UX standpoint. Um, so this, this mouse really alleviated a lot of really bad wrist and uh, even elbow pain, like kind of working its way all the way out here. Um, you know, there was a point, I think in, it was early 2018 when I switched to these types of mice and I was working on a job with some friends and I couldn't, I couldn't make it through a full day. Like I'd have to take a break around like three in the afternoon, four in the afternoon. And we would like have to go play ping pong or something just so that I wouldn't be using the computer for, you know, a half an hour or whatever. And then I could finish out the day. So if you've ever experienced or felt, um, you know, like some sort of like clicking, you know, mouse clicking wrist or hand related pain, I would really give a look at, um, if I can pull it up on Amazon real quick. There's a, there's a much cheaper equivalent. Um, I just, by a brand I just name dropped in that link, the five mile long link that Amazon generates. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the one that I've got, which is, which is really nice. But if you're curious about, you know, exploring the form factor, more and you want a more budget-friendly option there's this one by anchor or anchor i'm not sure how to say it but um that is a more attractive price point for you to give the form factor a try i used that mouse for a number of months before hmm. i really realized like yeah this is going to work for me and then i you know plopped down the money on the the big nice one which is wireless and it's got like USB-C and you know a whole bunch of other nice stuff which is nice because it you know plays well with the same cord that I use to charge my phone, you know, being an Android person. Um, so yeah, I would highly recommend giving that a try if, if you're not like a Wacom and pen person. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious to see what other people have as far as like peripherals and stuff. I know there are those like split ergonomic keyboards from way back in the day um, or like trackball mice, uh, you know, all mm -hmm. that, all that sick nineties tech. <laughs> Well, and to give people who are just listening, uh, the Logitech, the vertical one is about 70 bucks on Amazon. And then the more affordable one, the anchor one is $14.99. So um, we'll keep those links uh, with the show notes and stuff on the website. So if you want to check those out. Um, yeah, Paul's asking you too, Billy, what, what headphones you got on? These are AKG K702. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. Nice. Uh, yeah, I guess we're not going to be able to focus, too. but Mark, do you have, do you ever use headphones? Or do you usually just use your speakers? So yeah, I, I normally, well, I haven't used headphones in a while now. Uh, I've got my desktop speakers, but dude, I gotta say, these are the jam. These guys right here. You got your Bose quiet comfort three Bluetooth, whatever's. Uh, they're awesome. I love them. Yeah. I don't have anything fancy. I have like Sony 
MDR 7506, just like what you pretty much see in every studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had the uh, Audio Technica something or others uh, for a long time. And those are really good too. Uh, I'll figure out. I'm going to bet that it was the ATH M50, Mark. I think you might be right. I'm a headphone nerd. <laughs> Let's see. Yes, the ATH M50X. Um, but those are nice. So, all right, let's see. Uh, yeah, there's a whole nother form factor. Sorry not to jump in, but um, oh, yeah. here I mentioned the Space Navigator mouse. Um, there are these weird like hockey puck shaped kind of deals. Um, there are a wide range of sizes and like, you know, advanced levels of them. Oh, Some of yeah. them have a lot of buttons and it looks like you're, you know, controlling a ship from Star Trek, which is pretty rad. Um, I never got used to using one because they take a few weeks to like basically you like hold this hockey puck thing and you can like move it like forward backward side to side you can also like tilt it and you can twist it so you get like all of the different types of 3d movement in your like 3d program just from this one you know like hockey puck thing mm. um i know the people who like them really really like them the issue is there's just, there's just like about 12 of those people in the whole world. So they're pretty rare. Uh, and that's why you don't hear about them much. Huh. Yeah. Um, but Kira, yeah, Kira's saying it's really not a mouse replacement. It's almost more like replacing like the left, like your left hand. Um, if you're using a 3d uh -huh. program, it's probably, you know, using like one, two and three or the alt button to mm -hmm. navigate and stuff. So it would probably fill that um that spot on your desk more but yeah they, like they like tumble around too right so like you can actually yeah you can it can translate uh twist and uh lean in any like in full 360 mm -hmm. so if you can imagine like all of the different types of moving in cinema 4d but just them all being one thing at the same time um so like i said yeah the people who really like it um they really like them. Uh, um, let's let's do this, Billy. Since we're still on you, why don't you just let's do like a lightning round with anyone who wants to get involved? But why don't you? What do you use for a chair and a desk? It like maybe we just start that way, and then like chair, desk, mouse, keyboard. How about that? Okay. Um, and we can just fire through some stuff. So I'll, I'll do it really quick because I've got two full setups. One at home is a big Ikea. I think it used to be called the Gallant. It's like 60 some odd inches wide. Um, very, very basic. Uh, the chair that I've got here is the Ikea Marcus. Um, it's okay. It allows me to sit flat. At home, I sit cross-legged a lot. Um, the Aeron is like a very curved section for your, your uh, rear side. And so that doesn't facilitate that a whole lot. Um, headphones, I already said those, mouse, already said those, and then keyboard is, I'm a nerd, so I've got like a cool fancy mechanical keyboard with no number pad and all that cool stuff because I'm a cool kid. Um, <laughs> uh, and then my setup at the office is mouse, keyboard, headphones are all the same, but the, the chair I do have an air on. 
at work. Um, and that kind of just like puts me in business mode because mm-hmm. uh, it's so sweet and it's got mesh and all that. It helps <laughs> me send invoices. Um, nice. So that's me. Cool. Uh, Elizabeth, are you, do you want to go through your setup? Well, um, I can't show you what I'm in the living room right now. I'm, um, I just feel like lighting a little candle for my, um, I just had to move out of my dedicated studio, right? And now I've got a studio in the bedroom like every other person on earth probably. (laughs) So I had this totally ideal situation, but um, downsizing and um, honestly, I have plenty of space. But um, anyway, I'm explaining why I can't like walk in there with a webcam at seven in the morning Pacific because people are getting dressed. (laughs) (laughs) So... But I did want to mention, I do have um, a couple heaters that I'm using. Um, One is, actually, I bought three, and one of them I ended up just using for my back. But um, I use a heater underneath the keyboard itself, mostly to just rest my, um, let's see, I'm a left-handed mouser, so... I rest my right hand on the heater underneath the keyboard to keep it supple. And then I'm able to use the vertical mouse to kind of, mostly I use it just for uh, zooming out of the 3D navigation, like big movements. I use the right hand mouse to take care of that. And for, uh, for keyboard shortcuts, I use the right, the, my right hand for that. And for mm-hmm. left hand, I have the Kensington and that's in its own little heated tent. So it's basically like a little hand oven, you know, <laughs> like my hands are kind of cloaked and covered while I work. Whoa. Um, and that's just really to gain, I have everything set to super high flexibility and sensi- sensitivity. So I need to be able to control just like one little teensy little nudge to get right where I want, you know, the mouse to be. So um, that's what happens when you get real picky, right? What are those heaters called? Um, I posted a link to one of them in the chat, um, and I can dig up oh, the okay. other one as well. Yeah, I see it. And I, I bought a third one as a kind of a, a wrist cushion, but um, that's the long and skinny one. But I ended up just throwing that on my shoulders as USB heated. <laughs> so <laughs> that was uh, that's fun for for you know about twenty minutes. So interesting. I've never seen a heater like that. Yeah, a little. It's like a little bivouac or something, but it only works if you have a um, if you have a trackball. Because if you have to actually move your hand, it's going to get all tangled up in the in the yeah, tent. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Huh. Cool. And yeah. so, what do you what do you use for uh, what's your setup in terms of like mouse, keyboard, uh, headphones? Desk? Oh, uh, let's see. I'm on speakers. So, um, and then mouse, I've got two. I've got the vertical on the right, which is not my primary. I had to kind of demote the vertical. I couldn't use it as the primary because I didn't have the control I wanted. And then the Kensington uh, trackball on the left. Um, I'm right-handed, but I'm a left-handed mouser uh, by necessity because I'm, I'm kind of, I spent out my right hand already with um, too many clicks over the course of the years. So uh, it's got a, the right hand is demoted to zoom duty, basically. So that's about it. Cool. 
Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, Jordan, what do you got for a setup? If you're able to talk. Hello. <clears throat> yeah. So I have an Ikea flat top. I think it's like just one of their fake countertop dealios um, that I put I'm going to forget the legs now. It's like a, I can find it, but it's a, a lift lifting desk kind of legs. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so you can get it without the top. And so just threw that onto th- the desktop. How about it's one of the ones that has like a span on the bottom. So it won't rack back and forth. Um, mm. So I, I mean, I can shake it and it, the only thing moving is my monitor. Yeah. Um, drilled a hole into the the thing for the monitor post instead of having anything that's like clip on that can fall off. Um, then I've got oh, this thing has almost no cord. Um, mouse. I use the Logitech G502 uh, monitor. I've got this giant 34 inch or whatever it is. I love my Apple keyboards. I can't get past the standard Apple keyboard. Um, then obviously the webcam microphone I use for scratch VO a lot of times. I've got some kind of nice monitor speakers. I don't remember the brand and all this. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically it. And then sit stand, I got an, uh, it's not a, whatever the next steel case, I guess is the, the other brand, Herman Aaron then steel case. It was like an eBay buy for half off and didn't have butt smell so it's good by me <laughs> um then otherwise it's just decoration office i've got that uh i posted it before i think if you can see it that green that's green chairs from article um then the rest is all just like nerd stuff i've got you know cosplay stuff i've got up i gotta hang up captain america somewhere um <laughs> but Otherwise, yeah, that's basically my setup. It's pretty simple. Um, nice. Printer and stuff. Now, do you you have adjustable desk so you can go from sitting to standing? Right. And how often do you do that? Uh, I try to do it. There a long time, a lot in the summer I didn't. Um, but I just got back into the gym and kind of like became natural to do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I try to do you know half a day, half sitting, half standing. Totally. Nice. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing. Uh, next in my line of sight is Jeremy. I don't know if you have a mic, if you want to share your setup, you might have to unmute yourself. There you go. Uh, I don't hear you. <laughs> There's a little, um, all right, yeah, we'll we'll come back to you if 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 you can get that working all good. Uh, is anyone else in the chat? I I see some people that have the audio but not video going. Um, so anyone feel free to jump on in if you want. Suppose I can. Yeah, yeah um, do it. Uh. I actually just rearranged my office. Um, I was over in the corner over here. Now I'm like straight on. Um, 
my office is kind of dark the way I like it. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Keyboard and mouse or Corsair. Uh, it's like the M65 mouse and the Strafe uh, keyboard. Uh, my microphone is a uh, blue Yeti blue, I think. Yeah. Uh, headphones are just the uh, the AKG earbuds that come with the uh, the latest Samsung phones. Um, I actually just got a new chair. This is actually a Serta chair. It's actually really nice and cushy and comfortable. Um, like Serta, like the mattress yes. company. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like really nice and cushy. Because my arms go numb on like those plastic things. Uh, I my other chairs in the background over there. That's just like a weird mesh chair. But I noticed, like, because I started gaming on my work machine, which I never did before. Um, it's just easier than having to go into my living room. Um, <laughs> so I wanted something comfortable, but I might actually return this and get one of those uh, Secret Lab, like Omegas or Titans or whatever, because I've heard those are really good. I got to test out my buddies. Um, yeah, but I'm actually trying to figure out my layout because probably next year I'm actually going to build a standalone office in my backyard. So I don't have to be in the house all the time because with kids around, that's just eh. And for some reason, we can't really get my daughter and my son as young as they are to sleep in the same room yet. So I'm probably going to lose my office to my daughter like in the next year. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of monitors. I have uh, some HP Pavilion monitors, but I'm still trying to get the layout figured out because like I can't mount them right now because they're really weird because the mounts for these things are on the bottom of the monitor as opposed to the middle of the back. Mm. normal mm. ones um and since i have my there's a window right in front of me like there's not enough space to do it all and whatnot so um but yeah let's see uh, probably do the, the thing let's see like behind me there's my other tv that's here uh my books for my art books my assassin's creed pop collection <laughs> <laughs> uh and then yeah just so we do this there you go my monitor set up Got a lot of monitors. There you go. Yeah, I guess it's excessive. My keyboard, my mouse. Yeah, I don't know. Like a lot of people have different setups for uh, C4D. Like I like to have my. Yeah, my um, oh, what the heck happened there? I have no idea. Um, I like to have like most of my stuff over on the right. Have my just my main uh, render window in the middle, and then on the left I have like you know like Slack and social media and like you know internet and whatnot so that's about it cool yeah i've been debating so i'm running one 28 inch 4k monitor right now and like i want to get another one but i feel like it's going to take up my whole fucking desk and like i don't know i'm thinking of maybe experimenting with just like a super wide monitor rather than two I don't know if anyone has thoughts on that or experience with that, but um, I, I thought about that. Ultra wide. Yeah. How are those? Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't 4K. It was back before 4K became like really prominent. It was a 2K one. Um, I mean, it's it's fine. I just like it. You get more room space, but it's also like weird sometimes. I found like because of like aspect ratios that like I lost space too in some aspects like you gain space in width but like 
I was working in, with an IPR running, it would still be like the same size too, just because like of the height issues. So like you kind of have to figure out the workspace balance with that just because of the aspect ratio where I find just like a normal 4K monitor seems to work a lot better just because of the aspect ratio and how programs are generally designed. Yeah. yeah. I Go ahead, Damon. I was going to say, I, got, I ended up a while ago, I wanted to upgrade to a 4K monitor. So I got that big ass LG 43 inch one. The problem is, is with having my desk set up in a corner at the time, it's, it was so freaking close. Like it just, it was <laughs> overwhelming. So these 32s are great because like, they're the great, like the perfect height and the perfect width for like everything I want to do. It seems like a, a little bit of overkill. Like I could probably go back to just a couple 27s, but I'm like, eh, why not? Yeah, the one I have is this Dell 4K, and I love it. I think the color is great. It comes like all like factory, factory calibrated, and it sends you all like some documentation with it. I haven't even touched it, and I really like it. The slim form factor and whatnot, but uh, I could use a little bit more screen real estate, especially like with, you know, like Redshift materials and stuff like that just being able to have that all kind of laid out right now i'm like tabbing all around programs and stuff like that so yeah it's literally what i do like everything that's not my main c4d window is off on the right like my octane window my octane textures my other textures like i think the only thing i have on the, the middle thing is like just my actual attributes you know my whatever you call that or your layers window or whatever um, but I think like all my settings and everything are all over the right. So I, I just have my main huge window for my modeling and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, Pedro is saying, what about having a laptop instead of a second monitor? When I used to work off a laptop, that's what I would do. I would have my, my main monitor as, as the main screen. And then the laptop would be set up as like my little second screen. But um, back in my video editing days too, like it was always rad to have like a vertical um, screen on one of the sides and you could have all your whole bin of clips and stuff there. And that was always super, super awesome. Um, there's also, I don't know for you guys that work on laptops and who are like, you know, constantly on the move or whatnot, a buddy of mine has, uh, it's an external monitor that is, um, uh, run by it's just USB and you just plug it in to like your computer and it's basically like the size of an iPad and it just has a little stand and it connects and it shows up just like a monitor it's pretty cool like he he's a video editor so he was like on site doing stuff and he whips out this little like tablet thing plugs it in and all of a sudden it's like a second monitor so I was like oh sweet um i'll have to find the link for that but yeah does anyone use a second monitor vertically because i love that setup like having one horizontally and then one vertically and then having like like a web browser in the top part and you can like read documents in the bottom part or whatever i feel like that works really great for um business stuff or yeah ryan like you're saying tweet deck um Anything that involves reading, just having a secondary turned horizontally mm -hmm. works or vertically works great. Yeah, I need to get, I don't know. I just don't want it to take up too much desk space because I'm already kind of like on a small desk anyway, it seems like. And I don't know. 
I'm like right here in my monitor. But um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, who does anyone wall mount their stuff like monitors and all that, or everyone just use the mounts like the 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 desk mounts? Damon, you said your desk is wall mounted. Yeah, I have actually I have an IKEA desk as well, but it's a it's a complete corner desk. Like it's three pieces, so it takes up literally half of my room. <laughs> um, and I wanted to have all the space underneath open because originally I had both my my render node and my main machine underneath my desk. I have my, I had them on these little um, like they were the the ten dollar Walmart like black square tables or like around two feet or whatever. And I just cut the legs really short and I had them underneath. Mm -hmm. So. Basically, yeah, I just bought brackets from Home Depot and tacked it into the wall and took the legs off. So it's a free floating desk, basically. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, a little custom. Yeah, I got to do something about the keyboard and mouse because, like, with the, I don't know if I want to go to Ergo, but sometimes, yeah, like the, the arms of my chair don't match up with the level of my desk. So for my mouse situation, it's I'm trying to find that right level so my arm doesn't go numb while I'm working. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's something where like your, what is it? Your arm should be at pretty much a 90 degree angle or so when you're standing, right? Yeah. So like you don't get the fatigue or whatever it is, ergonomics. Um, so outside of like tech stuff, does anyone like, what do you do to like uh, make the office yours? I know there's a lot of people that hang like artwork and you know, different, things like skateboard decks or, or whatnot or do you do you feel like having a bunch of cool stuff all around your walls helps you inspires you does it distract you um yeah curious to know mark you pretty much just called me out <laughs> unintentionally while you were doing your spiel Yes. Nice. Um, yeah, Ryan, you're saying 18% gray or darker walls. That's, I know that's like a, a color correction. Um, I don't know, not technique per se, but when I've done color sessions, they have everything like, like the lights and the paint and everything is like optimized for color correction or, or whatnot. Um, so your eyes aren't like competing. Um, and you're also saying having a library of books and stuff near you. I have the same thing. I've got a nice little shelf of ins inspiration, you know, all the, all your basic books, like the animator survival kit and all that good stuff. Um, I have to say after you, after, working in house in this one space for like seven years that had just two skylights. I fucking love having windows in my office now, <laughs> even though like it's, it's not great for like, you know, uh, the darker kind of, you know, color correction and, and stuff like that. But I can open up a window and I can like put on some jams and hang out, make a tea, like it just makes, I feel more comfortable in my room like that, you know? Um, so is there, 
I don't want to sound like weird, but does anyone do anything to like set the mood for like, all right, you get into your, th you know, your uh, office in the morning, you fire up whatever, some music or I don't know. I'm, I'd be <laughs> curious. All it says putting on pants helps. So yes, we'll start there, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I like, I really feel like I need to shower when I'm working at home. Like, I will occasionally not shower until like the afternoon, but, but I'm not like if I walk into my office and haven't taken a shower, the day just feels off. And I, I don't know, I feel like I'm not set up for success. Um, the other thing too, that I'm a huge fan of, and I know everyone loves like digital notes and like Evernote and all that crap, but like, I like, I have to have paper around me all the time to take notes and like, write down things that come up. Um, so that's a big thing for me to do in the morning is I'll write down the date, the day. So like today I would write down today's date and then Monday, just so I know. Um, and then if I have anything pending, I'll try and like recall it from memory and just go through. And then I'll go back through my pages and be like, all right, did I miss anything? Um, the main reason I try and recall it from memory, cause it just, it seems to like get your brain working a little bit and not just relying on, previous notes or like emails and being able to like kind of shortcut it. It just makes you have to try and keep your brain working. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, I don't like, I, I'm really weird. I don't like playing music for the most part throughout the day. If I, I find it really distracting unless it's just like, um, like lo-fi hip hop, like calm stuff. Other than that, like I'll start wanting to jam out and listen to the music and like sing along or like go get my guitar and play. So um, I try and have pretty minimal distractions throughout my day. Yeah, oh, that's a good you, question from Tori in the chat. Anyone have plants? I don't have any plants in my office. Dude, but I, I have house. no plants. I, I had an air plant and I, I killed it. Don't ask me how I did that. <laughs> you don't even have to do anything to those. <laughs> um, yeah, plants are good, right? Like just greenery. Um, trying to think what else. How about you, Jordan? I feel like you're the type of person that has like a routine in your morning. All right. So on a regular day, I wake up at 4.15 uh, EST every morning. I will... On a gym day, I'll go to the gym. On non-gym days, I stay home. Um, so I'll shower, and then I will brew coffee, come downstairs. Hopefully, none of my two kids are screaming at that point, um, which they're both old enough now. That's not going to be the case, usually. Um, then I'll come down. I get down to my office about 5 o'clock, so 45 minutes for the, the shower coffee and fucking around on my phone. Um, then come down. I catch up on whatever's starting for the day. Um, I'll, I send emails out in the morning. I figured they'll see it when they get to their office. <laughs> um, if it's a sales thing, I'll wait till like in the day. Um, and then I'll work till about seven, seven fifteen. That's usually when Amy wakes up and then the girls will wake up about that point. We are very lucky that the kids both wake up about the same time every day. Um, then from about that seven till nine, block I'm upstairs I am doing breakfast I'm helping them get out to whatever adventures they're gonna do or to school for the oldest um, then from about the nine to 
11 range. I come down 11 to one is depending on when they get home and whatnot, we'll do lunch and then down to naps. And then I'm usually back down about 1.30 to two o'clock, work from two till five ish and then go up and dinner, bedtime, all that good stuff. Basically every day. Yeah, I working from home too. It's terrible. Like I, I don't, I shouldn't go out and like buy a tea every morning, but it's part of my routine and I like need to like have a routine. So I'll wake up, do breakfast with the kid. My wife leaves for school. I bring him to daycare, pre-K, whatever it's called nowadays. Uh, go get a tea, come back here, start working. And like just having a routine like allows me to, I don't know, get into work. Whereas when I wasn't really finding a routine, all of a sudden it would be like 11.30, 12, and I like hadn't done shit. And like cruising Slack channels or YouTube or whatever, it was so easy to just as like start procrastinating that way. And like it was, uh, what's the, there's gotta be a term for it, but like it's procrastination, but you're watching tutorials or you're talking on Slack. So it feels productive, but you're not doing anything. <laughs> So like, there's gotta be some word for that. So anyway, I feel like if I start my day the same way all the time, I can kind of dive right into like the work. And I will also second um, the whole uh, writing list down in a piece of paper because I don't know, there's gotta be some sort of like, I don't know, serotonin boost or something when you like cross it physically like cross it off a list and don't just hit like check on like a to-do list on whatever, you know, platform you might be using on your phone or whatnot. I, I just feel so much better about like crossing something out. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of, of that stuff too. Um, let's see. I think like Casey Hupke talked about that a little bit at camp is just like, doing something physical in the morning, like just like knocking it out of the way kind of sets the tone for the rest of your day. And maybe that's the same thing with writing notes on paper, like just, you know, it's that physical action of like crossing it off that you feel like you did something and it's rewarding. So. Mm -hmm. And like, this could be a whole topic in of, in of itself, but um, in terms of like, um, productivity and like does anyone do kind of the pomodoro thing or like the sprints where you know 90 minutes everything's off jam 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 20 minutes half hour or something out of that you know you're walking around you're going to get a coffee you come back sprint for 90 minutes i don't know i've heard a few people talking about that recently um and just curious to know if anyone here does that too i do it a lot mostly just with like a music album like start it listen oh. to it don't stop working until the album's done um and so you can kind of pick you know depending on your day like i mean i listen to a really wide range of music so i've got plenty of options of like short albums if it's only 18 minutes or all the way up to an hour and a half if it's a soundtrack so it's kind of like you can fit whatever you need to in that amount of time. 
um, if you've got like an appointment or a conference call or something later, but yeah, I'm, I'm big on that. So it's not like strictly Pomodoro, which is like 25 minutes on and then five minutes off. Mm-hmm. And then you just keep, you keep repeating that. Um, I'm more just like, yeah, if, if I've got my headphones on and I've got an album playing, chances are I'm like jamming pretty hard in C4D. I, you know, I love that actually when you're jamming and like time, it's just like slips away. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? But like, I love when you just, you're in the zone, you're jamming, you got like good music on or what it, maybe you're listening to a podcast or maybe you're not doing anything with audio, but then you look up and you're like, Oh shit. Like that was just like four hours or more, you know? And you had just been like totally in the zone, just jamming, you know? Um, I love that, but that also gets me into trouble when I look at the clock and it's 2am and I'm like, Oh shit. Like I should, probably go to bed my kids are going to be up in four hours you know um yeah i I just did that the other week i found a new band and i listened to the six albums they had and i was up till five in the morning (laughs) it just ruined like the rest of my week because my sleep schedule was so jacked up but like damn i I got a lot done that night (laughs) dude i mean and ryan's saying in the chat too just like that flow state you know is the reason why he still loves getting on the box it's the most addictive and rewarding part of the job and i totally i love that and yeah when you just get in that flow state it's i i feel like so accomplished in a way even if i don't like get through what i wanted to get through but just like wow i just like jam super hard and i just like feel good that like i don't know maybe i could concentrate for that amount of time you know um but yeah i I love how time just kind of fades away that in in that sense but uh all right liam do you have anything else you want to chime in at like i know i've got a crazy fucking day today so yeah we both wrap this up since we're working on the same thing (laughs) um i don't really think so i just want to go through the chat really quick and just make sure i didn't miss anything um because there were like a couple notes that came in that seemed cool the thing that you were talking about mark where you're like procrastinating is uh kylia i hope i'm saying that right wrote productication (laughs) because it's production (laughs) but you're you're working through it um Ryan would like to see mandatory MoGraph siestas. I second that as well. I think it'd be great to just like every afternoon take a break and step away and maybe nap or work on something that's not MoGraph related. Um, but other than that, I think it's just links. I've only got two. I've got one for School of Motions course and then um, this other thing that relates yeah. to the business account. So School of Motions has a new course already. I feel like they just announced one and now they're getting super fast with knocking them out Um, let me just grab the link for everybody in the chat there we go Uh, the intro is done by the mill and it looks really awesome and just the course in general looks great i think it is definitely almost like uh, an unspoken hole in a lot of people's skill sets of like really taking care of a green screen and how to key it properly. And um, even just the vernacular that goes along with VFX stuff can be a little bit daunting coming from the MoGraph side. So I 
think it's going to be really successful. And the, the people I've seen chime in about it too, um, I would seem very enthusiastic about how it's still within the MoGraph realm for School of Motion. And it will be like that high quality of course, but it also is filling, like I just said, that that hole of, of skill sets that a lot of people have and just aren't comfortable doing. So I think that looks good. Um, and then the other link I have is for um, uh, Grant, Grant turned me onto this. Last week I had my business card skimmed somehow or something happened. And so my, uh, I had like $2,000 in fraudulent charges come through. Luckily I, I have Wells Fargo and they're awesome about it. And they let me know like immediately that it was happening, but Grant turned me onto this privacy.com thing. Um, God, Notion does not want to copy links for me ever anymore. Here we go. And basically it generates a, a unique business card or credit card for you every time you need to check out with something. And the, like the only way I think I could have gotten my credit card hacked is if it was it came from a website and there's been so many lately that I'm, I'm kind of surprised it took so many years for me to finally like have a credit card get uh, hacked the way it did. So um, check that out. I, I just pretty much switched all of my stuff over um, like business account wise to unique credit cards now. So that way, like if a site does get hacked cause I'm using so many things, um, it, it's just linked to one card. And yeah, like Billy's saying, keep an eye on my credit for a while. Yeah, I, I definitely will. My wife also is very into accounting and she works for Wells Fargo too. So she'll be keeping account on that. Um, but yeah, just something to throw out there. If you have a business, keep it in the back of your head that maybe this privacy.com thing will work and it's free. I forgot to mention that too. It's free. They make their money by, um, you know, that 1.5% that processors usually charge. That's how they make their money. Cool. So, yeah, but that's about it. Other, other than that, we, we've got stuff that we, we have to knock out today. Yeah. Um, sweet. Well, as always, we appreciate everyone showing up and taking part of these meetings. I wanted to, give a little tease and this might be this is this is unapproved but I'm still going to say it that uh, Camp MoGraph 2.0 is happening we are locking down the site as we speak and uh, keep your eyes and ears out for an announcement somewhat soon of when and where so uh, looking forward to that uh, yeah. Billy's on the MoGraph podcast today, so if you guys are around listening, streaming, um, check it out. Uh, so thank you all again for joining us. Uh, we'll put some of these links in the post on the site, so if you were interested in any of the gear talked about today, you can um, find it there. But, uh, Mark, before we go, yeah, give a heads up for like the next couple of weeks because we actually have guests coming on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah um, totally. Completely forgot about. <laughs> so next week, Haley Aikens will be on, and she's going to be talking about her, her uh, mentoring class and the next one that's starting up. And I think that it starts 
um, in November sometime, the second week of November, but she'll be on to talk about that and just um, the benefits of being in a group like that and how important community is and things like that. And then two weeks after that, Billy Chicken will be back on as an actual guest and Julie Kraft as a guest to talk about Boxfort um, and everything that's going on up there and talk about half-risk titles and whatever else they want to talk about that's going on with Boxfort. Um, so yeah, yeah. next week and then two weeks from now, we'll have some cool guest episodes. And if you guys have any suggestions for guests or topics or anything, always feel free to hit us up and shoot us an email or hit us up on social. Uh, email info at mondaymeeting.org or on any of the social channels too. Um, give us a shout. So thank you for joining us. We will see you guys soon. Uh, have a great week. Bye, everybody. Yeah.